Hi, welcome back to Soul Speak. I'm Meg Michelson. Thanks for coming back. Or if you're new, thank you for being here today for the first time. If this is your first time, please go back and listen to the other ones if you'd like. And uh, always, I appreciate people sharing them if they find them of value. So thank you. In today's episode, I wanted to talk a little bit more about stories, the stories that we tell ourselves and how that gets in the way of really having honest, open communication. Now think about somebody, if you will, just for a moment, think about someone that you've had a challenge with, whether that's at work or in your personal life, and just take a moment and bring it back up in your system. Oftentimes, if we think about it, we feel it in the chest, if there's any tension, because of course, this the chest is the area of our cardiovascular system. And uh, the love and the anger and the resentment all, all lies there. And so bring that up. When you look back, how much time were you actually listening to that person? How much time do you think you were actually listening? And this isn't about shame or blame to make you feel bad. It's really about understanding the cycles we're in and how that prevents us from really getting to know people and problem solving. Now, so many times when I'm working with people or just in my own life and, and interactions I see with others, there is this cycle that we're in. It can be the same argument between two people, whether it's verbal or in their head or in their being, going on and on and on. Why? Because we've not gotten to the point where we are actually listening. We haven't gotten to that point where we are vulnerable enough that we can say, okay, I'm going to stop and hear what they have to say without letting my head or my mouth start interjecting and bringing up all the things that are from the boatloads of the times we've done this before or the boatloads of the times I've done this with others. And of course, how much we listen does depend on who this is with and the situation. And I'm talking about times that there's tension. It's so easy, or well, sometimes it's easy to listen to somebody when you're having an engaged conversation. Last week with McLean, and he, he was talking about there are times where you're just in the magic with somebody, and then it's a flow. Then you hear every word. That's different. That's beautiful and part of the beauty of life. And then there are the times where it doesn't feel like the flow where we're tired of the replay. And we go into it either with already predetermined of what we think might happen or what we think they're going to say, or we are doing the butts in our head. Or all of a sudden, if it's something that has to do, I was working with a couple recently, and they're really going through a tough time, but the wife in this couplehood really wants to work on becoming a better listener. She really wants to get back to that beauty that they used to have. And so she is trying very hard to surrender. So she and her partner have been feeling separate for, I would say about three months. And during that time, that same argument keeps coming up or had been coming up. And she's recognized, I got to stop this. I have to stop my part. I can't stop his part, but I can look at my part. And so when she does that, she is being very vulnerable because she might just have to sit back and listen, surrender, 
be willing to not interject, be willing to not argue and be willing, most importantly, to stop that crazy train that can go on in our head. Another one of my clients has a really rough relationship with her mom and she dreads those conversations. She dreads talking to her mom because she, in her belief system, knows it's always going to be the same thing and her mom doesn't support her. Any, any relationship that has challenges. What if we decide to just put down the sword a minute? What if we decide to calm the mind a minute and just hear what they have to say, even if we disagree? Because the soul lesson here is bigger than that one situation. The soul lesson is bigger than that partnership. That soul lesson is why you're having those struggles. Because you came into this life, into this body to learn certain things. And in order to get there, we have to go into student mode. We have to be vulnerable. We have to allow ourselves to not always be right to sometimes not even feel like we're heard. But the more we hear ourselves, the more we listen to others, now we start bringing in people that hear. And we get back in that flow. That flow is so important. And so when we're expecting it to go bad, we're already setting that story up in our head. It's very hard to penetrate that story now. It's really hard to get to an aha or to let our higher self send in a good nugget on what we might say after we hear them. So when we expect an interaction to go rocky, that's already the path we've chosen. This couple I was talking about, where she is really committed, she wants that connection back. She can handle this in, in multiple ways. She could continue to handle it with anger or aggression. She could continue to handle it feeling victim-like, feeling disempowered. She could continue to blame him and not accept her responsibility for what's going on. But she's not. She has decided, I'm going to sit with him and I'm going to hear him and I'm not going to react. And it doesn't mean he's winning. It just means she's allowing herself to become really present, which will help every other area in her life. It'll help her physical body. Now, I don't mean present where you're listening and you're feeling inflamed. I mean present where we are actually relaxed and surrendering. And if you're noticing when you're listening, your body is tight, it's really hard to listen then because there's inflammation going on somewhere. So we want to relax the body. And we've talked about that in other episodes. Big thing with when we are working with another person on some sort of an issue is to step into compassion. When we're in compassion, we're listening. Compassion plays a big role in how much we listen. Being in compassion not only helps us listen better, it also helps our physical body. Many studies have shown that there is stress reduction, less anxiety, less depression when we are putting ourselves in someone else's shoes. When we are listening to them and really understanding where they're at, or at least trying to, trying to understand where they are at. 
That's compassion. And so when we are in compassion, that's different than pity, remember. Because we want to be careful that we're not stepping into pity and codependent and wanting to fix it. And now we feel bad. True compassion is a higher level vibration. Doesn't mean we feel bad about ourselves. It has nothing to do with that. It means I'm actually validating what that person is saying. I'm understanding where they're coming from. So when we allow ourselves to feel compassion in a, any interchange, you know, it can be with someone you just met and there's like driving down the road and someone's really angry at you. We can get angry back at that driver. Or we can say, wow, I wonder what kind of a day they're having that they're so angry. Not to judge or to throw profanity at them, but to say, huh, I wonder what they're going through. And now your stress level just went down. And now your body relaxed way better for our health. And now you can make a sound decision and, and continue to drive with calm and caution. And that's also the start of a sacred container. You know, I've spoken about the sacred container multiple times. And a sacred container is creating that safe space. So compassion is a big component in creating that safe space. Right now, we are in, in a big astrological time. Around July 17th-ish, and it goes until January 2025. So we've got about 18 months in this cycle where we've had a nodal access shift. And Aries went into the North Node, Libra went into the South Node. That's really complex. I'm not going to explain all of that. And I'm not an astrologer, so I'm not even able to explain all of that. But in simple terms, we're in a time of understanding and learning to better balance the I versus we. And really, that I versus we, if you think about that in your own life, how it plays out every day, I versus we. We, if we're not careful, we're either giving too much or we're feeling like we're not getting enough or we're disregarding those people that might need to be in the mix of this. So it's that blend of I versus we. So on a collective level, when the North Node went into Aries, that stimulates our boldness, our desire for excitement. That stimulates our drive and our passion and our expectations and that we want to succeed. And that's beautiful and necessary, especially for people that have spent so much time in the shadow of the Libra, which is the South Node right now, which can be a pleaser, which can be maintaining balance at the expense of self. So this is going to push us to go forward. But remember, it's still about the balance. So when we say, I really want to become a better communicator, I want to have a better partnership with my boyfriend or my spouse or my child, I'm not going to be using my big fire all the time. I might use that to stay on task, to do my goals, to get driven. But I want to balance that with that being, with that presence with, I'm going to take into account what they're offering me, why they're upset, why we've had this argument for so long, why we can't get past this. I don't want to put it under the rug anymore. That's the gift of this time. If we learn to balance it, balance how much we are spending in that I'm first versus I'm last. And that is going to really affect your communication. 
And again, remember, it's not either or, it's and. It's and. Because having that south node in Libra helps us release the pleaser patterns that no longer serve us. And when we're in those pleaser patterns, when we are even pretending to listen or listening and not wanting to be in the true authentic problem solving with whatever that situation is, that stagnates our growth. So authentic listening means I am listening because I want to hear what's going on with that person because I want to grow. I don't want to feel stagnant anymore. So I have a part in this. What is my part in this? And of course, this is going to be different for different people and it's going to be more potent for personal relationships or relationships that you've had a harder time with. So being careful with how much you're allowing to be detracted by what's going on in your head. When someone comes up to you, maybe your child, and you've had a rough time with your child, one of my clients is really getting resentful because she feels like her 20-some-year-old son is not moving forward in life. He's not taking care of stuff. And when he comes to the house, he doesn't live there anymore. When he comes to the house, she wants to ask him, okay, what's going on with that? What's going on with that? And if he doesn't answer how she thinks should happen, she just kind of shuts that off. She then gives him advice. She stopped listening. And she said during our session a while ago, you know, he's not really coming to talk to me anymore. She wasn't seeing her part. She wasn't seeing that she was not listening. She was trying to get ahead, not listen, solve his problem. And in her mind, it was all of those things. He says, I'm not able to, an example, I'm, my car is not working. I'm not able to get it to the shop. And well, why didn't you get it into the shop? And not, huh, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. And I'm going to listen. That's how we can stop the stories. We pause and we listen. And we're going to notice because on a soul level, we're really meant to be shifting. We're really meant to be making these changes. The more we're resistant to healthy communication, to open-mindedness, the more pain we're feeling in our physical bodies, the more pain we're feeling in our relationships, the more alone we're feeling. We can think we are doing so great. And this came up with McLean last week, where we feel like we're really there for people. But are we listening? Are we really there for people? And sure, some people. And it's not that we have to be with, and it's not that we have to be available to hear people all day long. Sometimes we can't. A friend called me the other day and said, this woman that likes to talk to her and tell her long, long stories, and, and my friend doesn't really even know her, she doesn't want to hear those stories. The stories are not even of good substance and they're not really even friends. And she didn't know how to do that. So does she have to be a listener to her? No, we get to put up healthy boundaries. We get to say, you know, I don't really have time in my life for that relationship. It's not a relationship that is of value to me. So then we're honest with somebody. I really don't have time to be there for you right now. And I'm sorry. And doesn't that doesn't really feel good to say it? However, it's honest and you're listening to yourself. Because remember, in order to have a healthy, listening, abundant relationship with somebody, 
We have to first listen to ourselves. And the more we step in and listen to what's going on in our head and our being and the stories we're telling ourselves when we're too hard on ourselves or we're pushing ourselves too hard or we're feeling sorry for ourselves, we're noticing how those are getting in the way of our own movement. Well, absolutely, those are also getting in the way of all those other relationships that might be struggling that you might want better. So we want to start with, what am I saying to myself? How am I starting to go into the woundedness? And then I'm not hearing this other person because I'm already stuck in that old pattern of what's going on in my head. So let's go back to that last interaction. Remember how much or little that you listened to that person that was trying to talk to you, that you actually wanted to resolve something with, you wanted to resolve, but that old pattern came racing back in and you stopped listening, even though you wanted to, and now all of a sudden you're thinking of a million things, or you're thinking of why you're now mad as they're talking and you can't really hear now because now you're triggered. Try this instead. Because remember, when we start thinking, we're really not hearing unless we are earnestly listening to the words and processing that was what that means to you. That's different. So when that happens again, take a breath and just tell your thoughts to stop, stop. You can say it in your head. And then notice, are you feeling physical pain anywhere in your body, tightness? When we are, we are not in surrender mode. We want to be relaxed to the best of our ability. And allowing ourselves to breathe and relax, that area can really step us into that surrender point of listening. Then try something new. Then ask your partner or whomever it is that other person that you are interacting with, just ask them for a moment. Say, you know what I just realized? I need a minute to breathe and regroup because I really want to hear you, but I'm noticing I'm getting in my head a little bit too much. So my thoughts are starting to get in my way and I want to be here to listen. So give me just a minute and then I'll be ready to listen again. That other person may or may not accept that easily, maybe. However, remember, you're letting them know that you're wanting to pause and collect yourself so you can then listen better. You're not saying they're not important. You're saying, I value what you're saying. And I really want to hear you. So give me a minute to breathe and relax. And then we're going to try this again. And what if you did that to yourself too? What if you decided when you start going down that rabbit hole of chaos, what if you say, stop? Okay, stop all the thinking, Meg. I'm just going to breathe a minute so I can hear you better. What a gift to ourselves, right? Because we want to be able to have healthy relationships. We all do. And in order to do that, first we have to hear what we say. And then we have to hear what others say. Then we can get to the truth and the problem solving. When we allow ourselves to truly hear another, to mindfully have that intention to be present and awake so that exchange can happen in a healthy way, 
then solutions can start presenting themselves. Then that beautiful channel to our higher self that might open. And then we might have some really cool ahas. And even just for self. So not attaching to outcome. Then we're also stepping into that universal flow, remember. And that's where the magic happens. Magic happens when we surrender. When we're aware. And that's that beauty of timelessness. Timelessness doesn't usually stretch a whole day. But when we can step into timelessness, even if it's just for a few moments, wow, does that impact your life? So thank you for joining me. Have a beautiful week, and I look forward to connecting next Wednesday. Hey, listeners, thanks again for joining me. If you want to learn more about me, services I offer, who I am, please check out my website, megmichelson.com. Also there, you can join my newsletter. I do a, the best job I can to send it out monthly, no guarantees. Follow me on Instagram and YouTube. Thanks again for coming. I'll see you next time.